Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts, our bi-weekly live show and podcast that features expert interviews and case studies to show you what to do and what's new in Shopify and e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading Shopify and e-commerce marketing experts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. I'm your show host, Marissa Morgan. I'm also the business development here, business development manager here at Engage on behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage. I want to wish you a happy St. Patty's Day, and I want to welcome you to today's show. I'm going to be introducing you to an amazing guest in just a few minutes. She is the owner of a global fragrance brand, and she's going to be joining us to talk about a few of the pain points that she has successfully solved in her very successful Shopify store and e-commerce presence. So I'm going to introduce her in just a few minutes. This really is a case study. We're going to learn about what has worked for her global beauty fragrance brand in terms of growing in the competitive world of e-commerce, specifically on Shopify. And we'll learn her pain points and how she overcame them. Before I introduce you to our special guest, though, of course, I want to take a moment and welcome you to today's show and remind you that after my talk with our special guest, of course, I'll be sharing our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. So you want to stick around for that. Before we get started, I want to share that all of this incredible, invaluable, Irreplaceable content is brought to you by Engage. If you're not familiar with Engage, well, I want you to get familiar because next week we are launching our first ever SMS messaging for Shopify stores app. If you have an e-commerce business, if you are on Shopify and you're not using SMS, you are missing out on so many opportunities to grow your business, to to curate a beautiful customer list, to promote new products, because right now the open rate for SMS messages is about 98%. Did you know the open rate for emails these days is only about 20%? So I want to encourage you to check out the Engage SMS messaging for Shopify stores app. It's launching next week. We'll, we'll continue to bring you more information as we get closer to our launch date. But it gives you the opportunity to easily build your customer list, grow and scale faster, save time with automations, and of course, promote new products with targeted personalized campaigns. It's also awesome because it's a no-code support um, app. So you don't, it's basically bot supported, no code. So it's very easy to use even without a technical staff. And I know many of our viewers are small to mid-sized businesses. Maybe you don't have the support of a technical staff. Don't worry, our app is so incredibly easy to use and easy to integrate. And to celebrate the launch of our new app next week, I wanna let you know that we are offering a 30-day free trial with 500 free messages that you can put right into play. You can start messaging your customers or your prospects and, and take it for a test drive. So stay tuned, more to come on that. If you're a Shopify store owner, you have to give it a try. The only thing you have to lose is the huge amount of business that SMS messaging can bring your Shopify store. All right, super excited about that, but I'm also very excited to introduce you to today's special guest. She is joining us 
from sunny California. Her name is Jennifer McKay Newton. And if you don't know who Jennifer is, you need to. Jennifer is the founder and CEO of Define Me. It launched in 2015, and Define Me is an award-winning brand that creates natural, clean, organic, and vegan, and also my favorite because I'm an animal lover like Jennifer, cruelty-free, perfume, hair fragrance mists, perfume oils, bath and body products that are meant to empower and inspire the wearer. Their products are available at big name stores. You know them, Ulta, Macy's, how about QVC, and also available at over a thousand hotels, spas, gift and clothing boutiques all around the United States. They also, and I think this is so cool, have a collaboration with Disney to create prestige adult fragrances for the Disney Princess Collection. My daughter, or not my daughter, my friend's <laughs> daughter, by the way, Jennifer, is literally gaga for Elsa. She thinks she's Elsa. She braids her hair every day and wears blue. It's the cutest thing ever. So we'll have to check out these Disney princess parfums. Uh, with their Define Me dollar program, for every dollar purchased, a dollar goes to the She's the First, which is a nonprofit that provides educational scholarships to young women in developing countries, which is awesome. A fun fact about Jennifer, even though she's married with kids, her favorite kid, well, his name is Hobbs. He's got four legs. He's a golden retriever. And Jennifer spends many of her weekends doing agility training with her golden retriever, Hobbs. And she is a big animal nature lover, which fits right in with your brand. We're, we're talking organic, vegan, cruelty-free. Jennifer, welcome to today's show. Thank you so much for joining us and talking a little bit about your experience on Shopify and some of the pain points that you've overcome to be so successful in such a competitive beauty industry. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got your business started. Um, where did this brand come up? You know, to, where did this idea come from? And um, what kind of affinity did you have for this beauty industry? Was this something you were always interested in? Well, actually, um, in terms of the beauty industry, I mean, I always loved beauty, um, but not really, I was never really part of the industry. Um, I started out as an interior designer and I was a designer for a long time. I, I got my degree in um, art three dimensional design interior architecture. And um, I was doing that for many, many years. And in around 2008, I sort of hit a career wall, if you will, and I wanted to change. And I went back to sort of my roots, my design roots, which were um, designing industrial products. Like I, I did a bunch of that in my, um, in my college work. And I really loved it. I really, I'm a creative person and I wanted just to create, but I wanted to create things that were really about empowering, inspiring, creating well-being. So I actually launched in 2000. Um, it ended up being in 2011. It took me a few years to, to figure all of this out. I launched a company called Pure Designs for Living. And in that, um, in that uh, business, I was creating these boxes that were for weddings and baby showers and um, housewarming. And they were a, um, it was like an eco-friendly, beautiful box that had all these components in it. And it was really uh, for writing wishes, blessings, 
um, little notes to, you know, the, the person that was having the baby or the, the person that was, you know, um, getting married. And part of that uh, box was a candle. And we, so we um, started creating these candles that were organic soy. Um, I was working with a candle maker in Northern California and uh, she sent me a bunch of her tea lights because we had to create the scents for each of the boxes. And all of the scents were kind of this generic, like uh, vanilla or lavender or fig. And I was like, oh, these are kind of boring. And I really wanted to create <laughs> just kind of basic, right? So I wanted to create something very interesting for each of the boxes. So I needed a box for wedding. I needed a box for baby. I needed a, um, a, a candle rather for... Um, housewarming and for healing, there was one for healing. Um, healing, we actually didn't do a scent because we were thinking about if they were being, you know, if it was going to somebody who was going through cancer treatment or stuff, they're really um, sensitive to scent. And so we, I created mixed, I took her little tea lights and I actually melted the wax and I was blending, uh, making different blends. And then uh, I sent them back to her and I was just like, this is the one I want for, you know, the baby. And it, so it was like very um, like soft and light and like sweet. And it was very like babyish, if you will. And then yeah. there was one for wedding and I was like, well, what would a wedding one smell like? You know, people, when they get married, they want to have this very specific like wedding scent. Um, and which we've, we've come to learn even more with having fragrances that go on the that are personal and they go on the skin. Um, but with candles, I was thinking magnolias and peonies and roses. So I created this. Yeah. And, um, and that was uh, very successful. They um, people really loved the boxes, but they really loved the candles too. And, and as a business, this was my first sort of product based business, consumer goods business. And I was really learning um, as I went through that and learning what works and what doesn't work. And at one point I realized I had too many different categories in one business because I was also doing mugs for it and pens for it. And, you know, we were a little bit all over the place. And the thing that um, I, that resonated the most with me was the sense because people were saying, Oh, when I smell this, it makes me feel this way. And when I, you know, I ended up um, expanding the candles to being their own product. So it was, I am inspired. I am loved. I am grateful. And, um, and people really loved them. I kept getting emails from our customers saying, Oh, when I'm, you know, writing, I, you know, I'm a writer. And when I'm writing, I love to write your, I love to, um, light your inspired candle. And so mm -hmm. I was thinking there's something to this and really the, the inspiration for doing that was to help promote well-being that company and a uh, scent is really connected to well-being. And I, I felt like there was this, um, sort of need, uh, out there for women in particular to have to feel better about themselves to have um you know we have a lot of negative messages going through our our minds and, and we're very critical uh, about ourselves and i thought well scent is really connected to well-being so why don't i create a scent that is 
um, based on creating well-being and bringing positive messages and inspirations to the wearer of the fragrance. So that's really why I, so then after 2000, it was 2011 and I was like, I'm going to create a, um, a fragrance. It started out for women, but now we are really inclusive because we do have men um, that wear our scents. Um, and four years in, I, I ended up launching to find me in 2015 and I haven't looked back. I mean, it was just a better fit for me. It was very focused, um, creating, focusing on just like scents and perfumes and, and body products, uh, was really resonated with me. And it was something that I felt passionate about and that I could get behind. And it really did, um, it really did fit that need for me to bring something out in the world that was about well-being. So I love I that. Like I love that seven background. Years later. Yeah. Uh, I, you. you know what I think? I think what's really interesting is, you know, the first thing I'm, I'm hearing is that you really started in a kind of a different space. Yes. Also mm -hmm. in, you know, retail and e-commerce, but you figured out from almost testing that that certain mm -hmm. things in your box, right? Certain things that were in your, um, you know, your collection were more well-received mm -hmm. and for your customer were more inspirational and had more of an impact on their lives than some of the other things in these curated boxes. So what's interesting is that was almost a test in and of itself to see, you know, what your target demographic wanted. And then you ran yeah. with that and obviously have been so successful What's interesting is those curated boxes have really become quite a big part of, of retail subscription-based boxes. So what's nice mm -hmm. is now that you have your, your key brand and your much more niche niche um, fragrance line and, and body products line, you can always continue to you know, work that subscription-based world and obviously add your products to subscription boxes that are already exist, you know, and still yes. be true to yourself and your brand. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, we have, we, we actually are, um, our marketing team, we're talking about doing a subscription box, like a seasonal one. It, it fits really well with our fragrances and we'll have something exciting for, you know, four, four times a year. Um, and we've also participated in some of the bigger beauty boxes like Ipsy and FabFitFun. Um, there are so many boxes out there and, you know, some of them are great. They have like, they'll have just like clean beauty products, um, uh, vegan and cruelty-free products and things like that. So those are definitely have been uh, really great marketing levers for us as a brand, getting the word out. So Fantastic. Well, let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about, I know you had the, the box, you know, the, the kind of curated box, um, original kind of game plan, but when you made the switch and launched Define Me, uh, with the focus more on the fragrance and the body products, uh, inspiring scents, how did you initially gain customers? Where did you start your brand? Was it in a, you know, brick and mortar store? Did, were you always originally online? How did that start for you? Yeah, so um, in 2015, um, and this was, again, this was like a new uh, category for me, a new business. So I wanted to make sure that um, it was going to work. So I signed up, I created our first five cents, and they were just little oils. 
And I signed up um, anywhere I could, local, where there was were people. Um, so I started out to just to test, like, test market the product. So what is was was the price point right? Were they going to like the sense? Did they care that we were, you know, clean, vegan, cruelty-free? Did they like the coconut oil as a base rather than a traditional, you know, how they make fragrances tr- traditionally, which is using dipropylene glycol? Um, did anyone care that we were giving back for every bottle to um, educational scholarships? Was that important to people? And so I signed up at local markets like Unique LA, um, anywhere I could go, anywhere where they were like, you can, you know, bring your stuff and sell it to the public. And I would have literally like old school, like at the time, I mean, when I think about it, it's crazy how fast things had progressed because I had a little clipboard, please leave your email, right? Like this was, this was not that long ago. And so people would sign up and then that's how really we started just our email marketing. Um, We did have a website, but this was even before we were on Shopify. And so it was another website that was sort of hard to use. They didn't have all the app add-ons, et cetera, et cetera. And so my main focus was really um, connecting with retailers. And so I was thinking, I mean, this was me kind of not knowing what I was doing. Well, you're doing so a lot of guerrilla like, marketing, really. You were going out and putting your brand in front of your target demographic to see how it was a received, lot. which is yeah. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And then we got very fortunate because we started picking up smaller stores. But in 2016, a year after we launched, we went to a trade show and we were picked up by Ulta. And so that kind of took a lot of our attention because we went from this little tiny brand to all of a sudden we've launched it all to beauty. And it was incredible to me that they gave us a shot because we're just like the small little indie brand, but they really did believe in what we were doing. And um, so that really kind of started that moment in time. Our focus was like, let's get people there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as we as we progressed, um, obviously Shopify came into our lives, and in many ways that was a game changer, because all of a sudden um, I'm a huge Shopify fan, as you probably um, can tell. Um, that became it went from oh my gosh we have to make this change. Let's talk to our coder. How do we do this? Blah, blah, blah. To, oh my gosh, we can, I can do this. Like, and I, and this will help us. And this is, and and anyone can get on the back end from our team and, you know, add a photo or change a price or, you know, change inventory. And it was sort of like this, just the, the, accessibility and the ease at which the platform um, created for us as a small little indie brand was just huge. And I think before Shopify, um, D2C was obviously, you know, something we wanted in a focus, but it was really challenging and it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And so once, once Shopify came into our lives and then we were like, you know, originally, 
we had our email list and we were just, it was getting bigger and bigger because people would say sign up and we really um, focused on creating a community of people. And so it was like, it wasn't just like bombarding people with, you know, sale information or just product, but it was like, you know, um, tips for books to read, um, empowering, you know, tips and tricks and things like that. And so it was really about engaging in a bigger way and really getting back to the why we started this brand. And so that was, those were the early days. So it became, um, once we clicked into Shopify, then we had our email marketing. I think we originally, I don't, I don't know if I should say who names, um, but we ended up, well, currently we're with, um, Clavio. That's our email marketing, um, platform that we use and it's been it's been really good so we still do we do many other things now as we've grown obviously but that was sort of like the traditional original way we did it was just showing up getting people um we did we also would were doing ads early on like facebook ads and google ads and and um, just building our social media presence and and doing ads through that so that's really how we were originally getting people to our website. Well, and it sounds like Shopify was a great fit for you because one thing that we talk about a lot is being a small or mid-sized business, you don't often have mm -hmm. a huge staff. It might just be you and and a very small group of people that you manage that help you do certain tasks. It might be you and a personal assistant when you're a small business and you're just getting your feet off the ground. But from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like Shopify was a great fit because it was very easy to use. You were able to integrate you know, other things mm -hmm. into Shopify and Shopify gave you an easy, should I say, canvas to do the things mm -hmm. that you wanted to do, change photos, update product SKUs, add products, um, you know, go ahead and integrate the email marketing uh, you shared that you did. So that's fantastic. So, and I think, you know, we're a big advocate of Shopify. It's, I mean, the, the, the statistics don't lie. There's millions of businesses now that are using Shopify. It's pretty incredible. Um, let's talk a little bit about a few of your specific pain points that you've had as you've continued to grow and scale because we're excited to share. Yes, you've been super successful. Your brand is growing. You're continuing to scale. Shopify is working in terms of being a great fit for your brand. But along the way, as any company does, you have a couple speed bumps. Uh, and you shared with me before the show two specific speed bumps. And I believe one of those was really, you know, how to increase traffic, how to get more traffic mm -hmm. to your store. Uh, so let's talk about that. And then the second uh, pain point that you shared with us was shipping logistics, uh, tracking mm -hmm. your shipments, um, the cost of shipping. So let's start with the, the the pain point that you had of trying to drive traffic to your store. What exactly do you feel the pain point was? Um, and then how did you solve it? What were the steps that you and your team, or maybe it was just you or a company you hired, how did they help <laughs> you overcome that problem? It, it's not just me anymore. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't handle this. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, once you know, and, and we knew we had a beautiful product, um, you know, we knew, that you know our scent smelled good and we knew that what we were doing was really good and 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 um so but we're like well 
how do we how do we have more people know about us? Like, how do we get the word out? And um, so what we've done is we've again, we've worked to build our social media presence. Um, and we um, one of the one of the things just to get people to our site was um, ads. So we've created a robust, we work with an, an ad um, team that is separate from our internal team, which I think a lot of small businesses, instead of like hiring, you know, an ads person, it's just, there are so many great ads marketing companies out there that you can work with. Um, we really did our homework um, because it's so important to get, to work with a great ads team. Um, so recently, actually, we were working with a new company. And um, so we have our Facebook ads, we've just built out our Facebook ads, and also our Google ads. And those are the two that we mostly focus on. Um, we are, um, as you mentioned, TikTok earlier, I can get into that, but we're also looking to do more TikTok ads and build that out. Um, the other thing we do is um, we have a um, rewards program. So um, we call it, it's our goddess goodies program. Oh, cute. <laughs> Love that. And yeah, and we're, we're actually going to be making some changes towards that because our, our focus for 2022 is D2C and growing our community, which is, it's just the foundation of who we are as a brand. And um, we've seen so much growth on our website, um, especially in the past six months. But once you, so, so the challenge becomes like, I, I, I would say, you know, investing in ads and, and as it grows, just putting more capital into those ads. I mean, if you can do 30, 30% a month or something like that, there's a formula um, that a lot of different people talk about and you will just see it continue to grow and build. So we're bringing more people to the website. So how do we get them to buy? How do we get them um, to sign up for our Goddess Goodies Rewards program? And so what we implemented last um, July is SMS. And for us, that's been a game changer. Um, I, so we, when you think about SMS, some people I know are like, you know, um, they're, they, they're hesitant because they're like, I don't want to bombard. I don't want to do this and that. So we, but our SMS is literally a game changer. And I can tell you that once we implemented the SMS being, well, 85% of our customers purchase on mobile. So that's where our customers are. They're on their phones. Mm -hmm. And so we felt we had to come up with a way and a program uh, where we're sending them messages, but we're not being annoying and we're giving them good information and, and treating them um, like a VIP, if you will. So we've implemented um, our SMS, we have flows. So if we're sometimes I'll, I'll like last week, we decided to um, do a, an offer for um, International Women's Month, History Month. And 
we only sent it to our SMS customers, you know, and so we treat them like they are a part of the family, they're VIPs, because we are, it's very intimate, you know, we're in their phones. And so we've had a lot of success that way. So we're getting people onto our website through all of our ads, our advertising, and then we're giving them an offer. So you have, you know, your big offer and then they are part of it. And if they don't want to, they can easily, you know, um, opt out of it. So it's not like they're forced into something and, you know, whatever, but a lot of people do take advantage of the 15% offer. Um, and it's kind of a large, if you go on our website, it's a decent size on the screen. And I think that's crucial. I think a lot of people have it too small and, and, you know, and then it's kind of on the side and it kind of gets pushed away. I would recommend you having like a large offer. Um, and if people don't want it, they don't take it, but a lot of people do take it. And then we try to engage with them and we try to have interesting content, not just like, you know, boring kind of like, we just want you to buy our product because we really do want to create a community and um, we really do want to empower through our, our products and, um, the different content content that we use. So that's really, um, that's really how we do it. Um, you well, know, have, you've got the ads, question. the marketing. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, just no, I was just saying this. Oh, sure. <laughs> Here, let me just ask you a question. So just to back it up a little bit, I know you mentioned, you know, you brought on a company to help you with your ads. So just to back it yeah. up, because if someone's listening and they're like, okay, this is something I've been wanting to do, right? I've been wanting to get into creating these ad campaigns. I'm not sure how to do it. I want to hire a company. Just to take it down and make it real basic, what were the things that you did at the very beginning to decide on who to work with? Because I know you said it was important to work with a good company, but yes. did you reach out to other companies for referrals or did you find out who your competitors were working with or did you just do a Google search and, and do some phone interviews? How did you originally decide on who to work with for your ad campaigns? Because that is a big right. thing. It's a very important decision that could kind of make a break of business, you know, how someone, right. how someone so does. For, we, we, have, we have a um, in-house marketing team and uh, for us, that works, um, and we're able to, we have the ability to do that. So, you know, that's great because our emails that are going out are very brand, you know, specific. Mm -hmm. um, and in my experience, it's like, it's been for us in, in our category of fragrance, it's been um, very... Um, important just to keep that brand identity and have it in-house so we're on top of it um and it's coming sort of like we're all in it so our our social matches our email marketing and so on but ads for us were a whole different animal and so what we did is we spoke to some of our vendors that we use you know for sms and whatnot we reached out to people and said hey do you guys have some do you can you recommend some good ads people and I would say we had a list of, we narrowed the list down to about 10. And then again, that we met, we, we looked at all the information. Our team had a, a meeting. We narrowed it down to three or four and we spoke to three or four. Um, the reason we chose the company that we're working with was all they do is ads. 
And I kind of joked and they were like, yeah, that's kind of, I was like, so let me get this straight. All you guys do for 24 seven is ads, ads, ads. And they're like, yes. So I was like, perfect. <laughs> and um, some of the other companies that we decided to not go with, they um, also did like email and other things. And, we, and I, I just felt like we had that down. I mean, it depends on your company. If you need help with everything, there are great um, companies out there that can help you with you know, your, your email marketing, your, uh, with everything, which is great. But for us, we just really wanted to get those ads experts in. And mm -hmm. um, so that's how we selected them as they were really strong. And, and when, one thing that I would really recommend is um, one thing that I liked about them and that was sort of the deciding factor for us was they had um, a lot of other brands, um, you know, um, giving their reviews, referrals, like we were able to speak to the other brands that they worked with. So that was really important to me. Um, and that I was like, well, how do I know if this is all like true? You know, how do I know that these numbers that you're saying are true? But they had a lot of, um, great reviews and also they gave us access to talk to some of their other brands they work with and their other clients and their that's other important clients. yeah we all know that mm -hmm. in in any sort of retail setting e-commerce world mm -hmm. we all rely on testimonials and reviews even yeah. when we purchase products so it makes sense that you would want to of course rely on true customer and client testimonials when you're looking to team up with a company to help you with something as big as ad campaigns so great tips yeah. on that. I think that's, um, it's very easy too for a company to say, oh, well, we do this and this is our ratio and we're so successful and we have all these, blah, blah, blah. but to be able to actually talk to a true client and, and get uh, a, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation going about their experience. I mean, I don't think anything can top that and give you the confidence, right. To move forward with that company or to right. make you go, oh, I'm not sure this is the right fit for me. Yeah. Now, and also now I, the people, the team, and you know, mm -hmm. you have to, when you're talking to the team, there has to be some kind of chemistry and you have to kind of like say, because you're going to be working with them. We talk to them um, a couple times a month. We have meetings, we connect with them every week. So they have to be people that, you know, we felt like we could work with and that there was good communication between the two of us. So that's important. We always say yeah. in, 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 in any sort of business, people want to work with people they like, you know, because these sure. are relationships that are longstanding. So it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You obviously want to make sure that there's chemistry there as well. Well, let's talk totally. a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about some of the shipping, um, <laughs> shipping hurdles that you've had to overcome because you did mention that was another big pain point. So you've got your Shopify set up. You feel like it's really a great fit for your company. It's easy to use. You did your, your research and you went out and found a great company to help you with your ads. And you've got these great ad campaigns. You've got traffic going to your website. You've got a nice offer set up that's easy to read, easy to jump in on. You also have now employed SMS messaging. So you're reaching out to your customers, not just about mm -hmm. products, but about information that you think that would be beneficial or that they'd be interested in. So everything is working great. You've got sales like crazy, but now we've got shipping, which is a whole nother part of e-commerce. So not only do you have to ship things out and deal with the costs related to that, but you've got to track packages. You have to let customers know how to track their packages. Um, tell me a little bit about the problems you had there and what you did to overcome those problems. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> excuse me, especially um, with COVID and last year and the USPS, we, we used UPS and USPS to ship our products. And, um, you know, the biggest pain point, I think, especially during the holidays when it's really busy is, where's my package? And you are getting um, this question, where is my package uh, in emails, on social media, um, people will message us on Facebook, where is my package with no, you know, order number or <laughs> oh. so it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, so you're just like, okay, so you need somebody constantly checking. And um, so the first thing is like, where's my package to, to um, sort of solve that problem is we um, ended up signing up with um, Gorgeous and they are, you know, customer management system where it's all, you know, on one basically platform. So we can see what people are asking us because it's really important to respond to your customers as quickly as you can. And we don't have a, you know, we are a small team. Um, and so, um, we don't want to miss those questions, you know, because they think we're ignoring them and being rude. So customer service is so important to us. And, um, it's something that we really focus on and take a lot of pride in. So having a system there, uh, where we see just check several times a day or, you know, once an hour, all of the questions going in, and then we can, we can communicate with our customers that way. We, we also have used the chat bot. So if somebody has a question about anything on our website, um, the other thing was um, packages not showing up, which is sort of every brand's nightmare because, you know, when, you know, we take a lot of pride in how we pack, we ship out of our own warehouse here. And we, um, when you buy on defindmefragrance.com, we sell it on, we also sell on Amazon and Ulta and stuff like that. But when a customer buys directly from us, we take so much pride and put so much love into that package um, that if it doesn't show up, it's kind of really, you know, it's frustrating. And so we ended up uh, working with a um, company called Route. And when you check out, you can um, click the Route button. It's usually like a dollar. And for one dollar route if your package goes missing or anything they just cover it 100 percent. so they've sort of taken us um taken that weight of us having to find out where the package is did it arrive was it stolen what happened and it just sort of takes that off our plate and they handle that for us so that's been really um a key pivotal thing especially during the holidays and we're selling fragrance uh, and that's one of our busiest times so that was just such a great um, app tool for us to to plug into our Shopify. I really love everything I'm hearing because it sounds like what I like is that you have, there's something we learned in our series over the last year. It's as an owner and as a, you know, founder of this company, you want to be a part of everything. And that's an, because you're passionate about it and it's your baby, Right. 
Um, however, as you're going along and you're growing and scaling your baby and your business and you are getting more mm -hmm. traffic, you've got the ads up, mm -hmm. you're using SMS to engage with your customers and give them offers, sign them up in your goddess reward program. Um, you're realizing as traffic goes, you've got these shipping things now that you need to manage. You're smart because you do what you can do best and you're learning how to delegate, right? How to do what you do and do it well and, and, and employ, whether it's a, a company to, to do your ads, uh, a company probably to do your SMS. You've got your in-house team doing your email. And now you've got this awesome customer kind of management platform. Uh, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. You're smart because you're learning how to delegate. So that allows you to have more time to do what you do best, right? Versus trying to do everything yourself. Because we all have strong suits. There's things we do well, um, but it doesn't make sense for us to do everything. And I think, you know, for a small to mid-sized business, um, that's just a hard lesson sometimes to learn because we want to be a part of everything. Um, right. I like, I like yes. though, that it sounds like you still are a part of everything because you're able to easily <laughs> tap into the gorgeous uh, system or meet with the ad company um, mm -hmm. and have them directly, you know, in, interacting with your team. So you don't give up power. Um, you just delegate and strategize and uh, become more efficient when you uh, when you do that. Yeah, for us, you know, we are I we have a an operations officer. So the operations really handles a lot of the shipping. And um, if my the operations team was here, which is very small, but they would probably be able to be very specific, micro level detail on that. I know a lot of the macro, but I really oversee, um, you know, product development and um, marketing pretty much. We do have a marketing director, but I work really closely with them and also sales and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, with, you know, with Shopify, it really does afford us to like fix those pain points. You know, it's like, we have this pain point, what do we do? Um, and we always, and a lot of small businesses do this, but we're guilty as well as you wait until the last minute when you're like, mm -hmm. we need help. I mean, with the customer inquiries, questions, I mean, some people will say, how do I know this is my scent? Or, you know, what do I, and it's just, it, and we want to respond to them because we really do care. But I think um, it's, it's funny because we always joke that people think we're a much bigger business than we are just because of all that we're able to do, but we're able to do those things because of the tools we use, you know, through, especially specifically through Shopify. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's before we wrap up our talk, because we are running out of time. Isn't it amazing how fast time flies? That is Let's just, amazing. Yeah, I just want to revisit. I have to revisit SMS for just a second because of course mm -hmm. we have an app that we're super excited to be launching next week. That's great. Tell me the biggest win that you feel like your company has had incorporating and using an SMS messaging uh, software or or a piece of your puzzle. Is it just more customers or is it more, they're purchasing more because it's so easy that you can give them, you know, more offers. What's been the biggest win for you that has been I a, think it's just as in, in our busy world, you know, we're buying things. Mm -hmm. And even for me, I'll, I'll speak on personally, like I, I'm signed up for some SMS and they're, they're brands that I really love and I'm just busy. And so 
I'll want to buy something and then I'll get distracted and forget about it. And then it'll pop up and I'll go, oh yeah. And then I'll buy it. And so for me, I think it's just being top of mind and being part of just their, their life in a way, like, you know, in a good way. Um, because people that sign up for your SMS love your brand. They, that's, they either want the discount code, but if they stay on, they want to, they want to be part of your community. And mm -hmm. so when you're in a community, you know, you, you want to be reminded, you want to be, re you know, rewarded for that. And also you want to be part of it. And so it's just a little communicate, you know, a little like casual, friendly communication that we have. And I think that that, and, and also, like I said, the reminder, because a lot of times we're shopping and then we go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm boiling the water. I have to go run and get that. Or if you're at work, you know, you're like, oh, my lunch break is over or whenever you shop. Right. And so just being top of mind, I think, and, you know, I think that that's the, the magic of SMS, if you will, just being like part of this thing. And I've, I'm, I'm, you know, a member of a few SMSs and I, if you don't want to see it, just swipe delete, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that it's not like, you know, and, and everyone is on their mobile phone. So if you want to be that part of right somebody's here. world, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Absolutely. like if you want to be part of somebody's world, then then you be have on to their be phone. on their mobile phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was really great feedback. I'm so appreciative, and I know our audience is too. Again, SMS messaging has about an I think 85% uh, open rate. I think it is no 98% open rate. Hold on, I've got it right here. Yeah, 98% open rate. Uh, it's a game changer. It has 20% open rate. So, and Amazing. one thing you mentioned, and I think this was very smart. So I want to give you uh, some kudos. Your brand <laughs> is all about building a community, right? Uplifting yeah. and helping women, giving back to charities. So for you specifically yeah. and your brand and the messaging, creating the SMS community is a, a perfect fit that if you mm -hmm. didn't have that, you'd be missing out not only on a huge chunk of sales, but you'd be missing that, like you said, that community feeling that your brand is really mm -hmm. promoting. Hey, I've got a question mm -hmm. uh, for you from uh, Lexi, one of our viewers. She's watching on Facebook. She wanted to know if the gorgeous, uh, you know, customer management system was spelled gorgeous, like you look gorgeous, or if it's spelled G-O-R-G-I-A-S. Yes, it's G-O-R-G-I-A-S. Perfect. Lexi, Gorgeous is go. great if you get to that. You get to the level where you can no longer handle the questions coming in, but you care, you know, you want to answer the questions, but it's really great for that to really kind of get everything in one spot. Great I feedback, recommend. Lexi. And I want to yeah. say hi to Lexi because she's actually developing her own <laughs> beauty brand. Uh, oh. So I think it's perfect that she tuned in for today's show and she does say thank you so much. So Lexi, you're very Lexi. welcome. Best yeah. of luck. If you have any other questions, Lexi, she says she's taking notes. She's just dropped a little pad and paper. She's taking notes. Lexi, Good. if you have any other questions, we've got a few more minutes with Jennifer. So just to wrap up and kind of summarize uh, some of some of your pain points um, and some of the thoughts you've shared and interject if I'm wrong, but Shopify for you has been a home run. It's been a great fit for your brand. You love how easy it is to use, how easy it is for your small team to get in mm -hmm. and actually do things themselves, how easy it is to integrate with other uh, software, other apps, other, you know, systems. So that's fantastic. And we've had a similar experience with most of our guests. 
big Shopify advocates. And then yes. really the major pain points were mm -hmm. trying to drive traffic to your store and shipping logistics. Now driving traffic to your store, the first thing you did, uh, not maybe not the first thing, but of course you started doing ads um, to drive mm -hmm. traffic and you actually hired a company whose niche was specifically ads and you you know, got some referrals, read some testimonials, talked with some of their clients in order to make that decision. And then next, you got into the SMS world. You started to create a community. You said, I want to be where my customers are. My customers are on their mobile phones. So SMS for you was a big win. So those are two of the big things you did to help drive traffic. And then when we talk about logistics and shipping, um, Gorgeous has helped you really kind of mm -hmm. filter through and, and keep tabs on all your customers' inquiries, which has been huge. Um, and then I think you mentioned one other thing. Route. Uh, you, what was it? The route, route for shipping. So route ensures the package gets there. If the package doesn't get there, they take it off our hands. We don't have to worry about it. They replace the product. It's super easy. That sounds really easy. And especially for yeah. a smaller company, right? With a, a mm -hmm. smaller staff, just one less thing you have to worry about. And you can focus all of your, your energies and your creativeness and all the good that you're doing into your products and your messaging and building your community. Awesome. Uh, really quick, I don't know if you're open to sharing the name, but Lexi is interested in knowing the name of the ad company you did use for your ads. You don't have to share it. Um, if you so want we're to, you using, can. no, I can't. Um, we're using Horizon Digital and they're based out of Canada. And there they're a small Lexi. team, but they're scrappy and they'll get the job done. Fantastic. Well, before I let you go, I want you to join me. I like to share what we call our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. I share that during every show. It's a piece of news, a trend, a snapshot of something that's new in the world of digital marketing. And of course, with our series focus on Shopify and e-commerce for this series, every piece of our News of the Week will also tie into that world. So I'm going to share that. We'll have a little powwow. And then I'll share with our audience how they can connect with you, Jennifer. So this week's News of the Week, we are looking at... TikTok. So here is our news of the week this week, everybody. As TikTok continues to grow and become a key culture driver in many regions, many advertisers are logistically considering how they can tap into the platform in order to boost their promotions. But marketing on TikTok is different from other platforms, most specifically in that TikTok users respond better to native style content. Arguably, I can't say this word, Argu arguably, 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 that's a hard word for me, more so than on other platforms, which is true. I think on Facebook, if you're just, you know, scrolling around, you're doing your stuff and, and you see an ad on the side that catches your eye, it may have nothing to do with what you're doing. But if it's in your world, you're going to be interested on Instagram and TikTok specifically because of the way the platform is, you know, if it's more native to what you're used to looking at, you're more likely to look at it. Uh, so the full screen, short form nature of TikTok clips means that interruptive approaches are less successful. So you really need to align with the norms and the trend, the trends of the for you feed in order to maximize branding impact. So how do you do that? Well, TikTok recently partnered with IPSOS to conduct hundreds of brand lift studies to glean some more insight into the branded content elements that are driving the best response. And some of the tips that that study has uh, shared with us is that using characters in your clips 
is a great way to not only kind of blend in, but be of interest to people. And also custom songs. That is also something that has worked. Now, if you want to learn more about the results of that study, you can go to uh, socialmediatoday.com. And for those of you watching, if you want to screenshot this, I will go ahead and put the full link up for you. And I will share that in the comment section as well. So what do you think about this idea that in order to be successful on TikTok, it makes a lot of sense. You want your ads to really almost look like they belong, right? They, they look like they're uh, actual curated content from somebody on TikTok um, and not look like an advertisement is really what we're hearing. Um, have you dove in too much to TikTok? I know you said that's really on your horizon to-do list for 2022. What has been your experience with TikTok? It is. It is. Um, TikTok is so much fun. Like, I mean, just even, you know, as a, uh, a non-business, but, but I, I just find it so much fun and it is completely different than Instagram. And what we found success in is um, we're, we're very small in TikTok, but we are looking to grow it. Um, we're finding that just having, um, very real, you know, conversations, um, funny, you know, anything funny, like uh, speaking of the dogs, like I brought our dogs into the office, uh, once a week and we did little TikTok videos with them and they're like, they're really cute. Um, but like you said, just we look for the songs, we look for the hashtags that are trending, but it is really a, but kind of like a behind the scenes look at things and just being very kind of real and authentic. And um, it's not this like, you know, beautiful curated sort of um, visual like that you would have on Instagram, for example. Um, so that's or, what or we're finding as a brand. Right. Or on your website, on your website, on your website yeah, you have a more curated look to your photos, totally, and to your yeah. ads, and to the way things look, I, right? Totally. I would say that TikTok is just more of a kind of behind the scenes, how things really work, just kind of silly and funny. And in a lot of ways, it's really refreshing for us because it doesn't have to be this perfectly curated thing. Um, so that's how we're approaching it. I mean, we're very small on TikTok. We are looking to grow. We're also going to be one thing I would recommend is find your niche and really focus on you, your niche there. Um, we were just learning this. Um, when TikTok started, we were kind of scratching our heads, going, What do we what do we do here? It's so different, you know, but we're finding our way slowly. So I love, I'm gonna look at this article on social media today to get some tips and tricks. But there's also ways you can um promote your own posts. So if you create something that um to like gain more followers and get more views, um, you can also boost a post. So we've been doing a little bit of that, um, just kind of playing around, but it is, it is such an experiment for us as well. Um, but there's, and, and also the other thing that I love to do is when somebody follows you, you, you know, say hi and say, Hey, like, welcome to, you know, our TikTok page and, yeah. you know, we're part of, so also creating the community in that way. Engage. So it's really interesting. And I'm, it's, it's learning as we go. Um, but it's such a fun, um, it's so fun and so real. And that's kind of like why our team really like it. It's, it's just kind of silly and fun.
and it's it's refreshing in a way. What's funny is I've actually I'm in the middle of a bet, a month long bet to stay off social media for a month. Uh, which has been so hard for me to do, but it's a cash (laughs) bet and I've got a wedding to pay for. So I said, I will do it. So I've got 14 days and I can go back on social media. But speaking even from my own, I'm, you know, a micro influencer on social media and even trying to grow my own, um, Mm -hmm. you know, follower growth and posts and, and interactions and engagement. I just learned it's always the videos that don't look so perfect and, you know, maybe break some <laughs> of the rules that actually get the, the most engagement. I had a video recently, yeah. a fart video, get 150,000 <laughs> views on Instagram. Okay. Oh I've done gosh. probably 50 Instagram reels. I should say reels. It wasn't a video. It was a reel. And I've put so much thought and energy into them. And maybe they get 5,000 if I'm lucky, maybe 6,000 on a good day, right? Maybe only 1,200. But to see this silly video, not even great quality of my dog and a silly fart noise (laughs) and a reaction, to have that go essentially viral and get 150,000 views, it was a reminder to myself that truly at the end of the day, social media is meant to look and feel and be organic and in the moment and maybe not so Mm -hmm. planned. And that's a lesson I think any business um, can take. So definitely everybody watching, especially um, Lexi, if you're watching, take a look at Mm -hmm. this article from social media today. I dropped it in the comment section. And with that being said, that is our Engage News of the Week. Now, I want to share with all of you watching, and hey, if you're listening on a podcast replay, you can find that article at socialmediatoday.com, but I do want to share with all of you watching how you can connect with Miss Jennifer McKay-Newton after today's show. You can find her on LinkedIn, and I'll spell out her name for those of you listening on the podcast. If you're watching, her name is right there on the screen. It's LinkedIn, and it's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, just how it sounds. And then McKay, M-C-K-A-Y, last name, Newton, N-E-W-T-O-N, like a fig Newton. And if for some reason you can't remember her last name, think of candles, think of the smell of fig. She said she felt it was boring. And then remember fig Newton. <laughs> and let's talk about your website, defineMeFragrance.com. What can our audience find there, especially if they're looking to maybe do some shopping, some gifting, if they are into Mm -hmm. holistic, you know, fragrances that are inspiring and uplifting, share with us what our audience will find there. Yeah, we have a really fun, what I would recommend is go on and take our quiz. We have a really fun quiz on there, um, which is also another good marketing idea, guys, if you want to bring people to your website, people love taking quizzes and it's just so fun. Um, and it will really narrow down your likes uh, and, and help you choose your fragrance. We have um, natural perfume sprays. Um, we have oils. We have a, a, all of our stuff. is We've won lots of awards in the past um, seven years. So you're in good hands with our products. We have a hair fragrance mist that's amazing. It's anti-frizz. We have a crystal infused series. If you're like crystals, we have little real crystals in the fragrances that are so much fun. It's such a, like a hippie boo-boo California thing. And I love it. <laughs> um, I actually, my favorite roll on, I actually have a, a roll on, uh, you know, holistic scent that has little crystals in it as well. Um, yeah, I think just, that's super just, fun. It is so fun. Um, we also have um, our Disney collaboration. We have the Ariel fragrance. We have the Mulan fragrance so far. Um, we have whipped body polishes. We're going to be coming out with a beautiful um, shimmer oil, body oil uh, over the summer. Not everyone knows about that. So um, that's going to be coming out probably end of April. But, you know, we, we have lots of products and 
lots of sense for every, you know, taste. Um, it's all inclusive, men, women, um, and, um, you know, and there's a lot of information about the ingredients and each one of our scents on there. So it's a fun oh website. I thank you. You're welcome. I'm so excited for you. I want to congratulate you on all of the success building a brand really from the ground up and uh, taking so many opportunities to grow and scale, not being afraid to reach out for help and looking for companies, you know, like ours and other mm -hmm. companies, you know, in the space of ads and, and apps and obviously Shopify to help you do that because obviously you stand behind your product. You're super passionate about it. I can feel that even through the screen. So you guys don't forget to check out defineMeFragrance.com. I'll pop it up on the screen for you again. Check out Jennifer's brand. She's super passionate about it. Uh, they donate money to charity, which I think is so wonderful. And they've had some really great successes along the way. Obviously, today we learned about some of their pain points, but I think learning from other people's pain points and, and figuring out things that have helped brands and companies like Jennifer is what our series is all about. So Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's show and sharing a little bit about what has helped you be successful on Shopify. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your, the year. And uh, I'll look forward to hearing more about all of your brand successes now and into the future. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. What an awesome guest and an awesome way to really go behind the curtain of such an aspirational beauty brand like Define Me. Jennifer was a fantastic guest. Please connect with her on LinkedIn if you're interested in knowing more about her brand, or maybe you can help her brand as she continues to grow and scale in a world that she's super passionate about. If you're just joining us and maybe you missed today's show, rest assured, our show will be up in our show library. And you can find our show library by going to www.engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. Here's a look at what our live show library looks like. You'll be able to find Jennifer's replay. We also have a podcast library as well if you prefer to listen to her show via podcast. And as I mentioned, her show will be added in the next probably 48 hours. So check that out, engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library or the podcast engage.com forward slash podcast dash library. All right, everybody, without further ado, I think I'm going to just let you know who we have coming up next week on Tuesday, March 22nd at 3 p.m. Eastern. Our guest is Lydia Martinez. She will be joining us to teach us how to grow our food and beverage brand on Shopify. She is an entrepreneur, a marketing agency founder, and a Shopify expert. She'll share how to solve some of the biggest pain points when it comes to food and beverages and selling them online. So join me next Tuesday, March 22nd at 3 p.m. Eastern for our show with Lydia. I want to thank you all so much for joining us and remind you to check out Engage.com. And also visit us at Engage on LinkedIn. Look for the rainbow colored cog wheel and you spell our name N-G-A-G-G-E and continue to look forward to big announcements as we get ready to launch our first ever SMS messaging for Shopify app. If you're on Shopify or you have an e-commerce business, if you're not using SMS, you're missing out on so much business as we just heard from our guest today, Jennifer McKay Newton. So SMS is where it's at, 98% open rate. Make sure you check out the Engage SMS messaging for Shopify app coming out very soon in the month of March, 2022. Okay, everybody, that is it for today. I wanna thank you all for joining me. 
Don't forget to share the link to this show if you have a colleague or a friend that might benefit from Jennifer's dialogue today. And of course, don't forget to reach out to her, Jennifer McKay Newton on LinkedIn. Drop her a note, tell her you saw her on the Engage show. And don't forget to visit www.definemefragrance.com. Not only a wonderful business, super aspirational, but I love the fact that they also give back to communities around the world. That is all for today. I want to thank you again so much for joining us. Have a great day and happy St. Patrick's Day. Bye-bye, everybody.